Hey guys, this is Anna. So before we get today, get on with the show today, let's hear from our sponsor. Hey everybody, this is the Ramblings of a Transgender Christian Podcast. I am your host, Anna Hudock. So I am not going to lie, I am, I am beyond exhausted right now. So it's been a really rough and just crazy last few days. So today is Thursday, uh... Like the twelfth, I think. Yeah, the twelfth. I am beyond exhausted. Um, so Tuesday, storming all night. Didn't get any sleep. Wednesday, stormed all night. Didn't get any sleep. Last night, guess what happened? Didn't really storm, but I woke up a few times and then. I woke up about 7.30 because of storms and I needed a hell of a lot more sleep than I did. You know, it's like 10.38 in the morning right now, okay? Like, it's like I've been up for what, that means, uh, three hours basically. I am exhausted. I needed a hell of a lot more sleep than I did. And I got like 10 hours of sleep. Well, not quite, but more than nine. Okay, I needed so much more sleep to catch up on. So I am exhausted. So if it comes across in this episode, I am very sorry. But like I legitimately have like next to no energy. I have to get this podcast done right now because at least there's some lighting that I can use for the video. Um, and it's going to be storming all afternoon and all evening. I don't have the chance later today. And um, can't do it tomorrow because I got stuff going on tomorrow. So I got to do it when I'm dead fucking tired. So that, that that's great. I am... Very much enjoying all of that. Yay. Okay, so, um... Yeah, so, like, I'm actually trying to figure out, like, what stuff I'm even going to bother talking about. Like, what stuff do I have the energy to talk about? Not gonna lie, this might actually be a shorter episode than normal, just because... My God. I am exhausted. Just, like, next to no sleep. Like, oh my God. <sighs> Okay, so, um, so I've been, uh, I don't know, like, 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 oh gosh. Hmm. So I've been doing a lot of thinking about a lot of things, you know, which is pretty normal for me. I do a lot of thinking all the time. In fact, I probably do way too much thinking, if I'm being completely honest. Uh... <laughs> Literally, the very last thing I should ever be doing is allowing myself to think at all. Like, literally, like, like, why do I not literally just sit here when I'm not at a library? Just play fucking video games nonstop. Like, why? Like, what? Wh or watch movies. Like, why do I allow myself to sit spend any time thinking? Like, why don't I just play video games until I finally collapse of exhaustion and fall straight asleep? Like, wh why do I not do that? Like, it is dangerous when I think, um... Nothing ever good comes out of my overthinking, but I do it anyway. And there have been some things I've really been thinking a lot about. We're going to start from lightest to darkest of things I've been thinking about. So on the light side, um, I've really discovered I really don't enjoy music anymore. Yeah. 
So growing up, pretty much all I ever listened to was Christian radio music. I enjoyed Southern Gospel, but the rest of the family listened to Contemporary Christian on Caleb, so I was forced to listen to that with him. Never really enjoyed it, but then eventually got to the point where I was just fucking used to it, you know? So, like, I started listening to Christian Contemporary Pop, you know, Christian Contemporary Music, whatever, um, CCM. But let's be honest, this is Christian Pop. Um, and, you know, I just got used to it. That's, you know, just what I listened to. Um, especially after I moved to, for, to Indiana and away from the Southern Gospel Station. Because uh, Southern Gospel is a hell of a lot better than CCM. At least was. It, today is kind of questionable whether it is or not. But, uh, anyway. But, you know, I never really grew up listening to secular music. I really didn't. Um, I listened to some. And I remember as a toddler, my parents had some Chicago tapes. Listen to those, you know, there's like some 80s music I'd listen to, but that was like it. Really didn't listen to it, you know, and most of that was when I was like a toddler, you know. Back when I didn't understand a single meaning of any of those songs, like, remember our parents playing Summer Nights from Greece on it uh, for us? You know, as a kid, you know, you just know it's just a catchy song. I still remember the very first time when I heard it, when I could actually understand what it meant. <laughs> You know, but actually, even then, like, I still didn't understand it at first. Like, like I listened to it again for the first time since I was a toddler. Like, my parents played it for us. Um, um, when I was probably, like, 15 or something. Like, we had listened to it, like, two or three times before I finally understood what we were saying. Like, like, you know, like, my sister's figured it out before I did. And then I remember, like, I, I think what it was was I literally looked up the lyrics. That's what made me realize. Like, I looked up the lyrics. And I saw, made it under the dog. And I got like, oh, oh, that's what we're saying. Oh, and our parents played this for us. <laughs> uh, like, like, I, like I, I as a toddler was jamming out to this, like dancing to this. Uh, I actually don't feel bad about that at all. It's just, you know, funny shit, you know. But, uh, um, you know, and of course my parents, my mama banned us from watching that movie until we were 30 or had kids, you know. You know, she, she, she's rescinded on that sense, but still, you know. Whatever. Um... But so, like, it's, it's gotten to the point where I realize I just don't enjoy music anymore. Like, it's gotten to the point where, like, CCM, Christian Pop, is so beyond bad that I just cannot listen to it anymore. Like, I guess it's not necessarily that it's gotten worse in quality. Well, I mean, it kind of has, let's be honest. Like, it's gotten worse in quality. But not just that. Like, I don't even agree with any of its theology anymore. Like, at all. So, so like, I just can't listen to it anymore. Like, I literally cannot bring myself... To listen to this shitty Christian music, you know. I mean, there's still some really good Christian bands out there, you know, like King's Kaleidoscope, Death Therapy, As Cities Burn, uh, Emery, Classic Crime, you know, uh, Jay Givens, you know, artists like that, you know, who are fucking fantastic. Um, I listen to it, you know, I enjoy listening to them, but it's like, I get, you know, I only listen to them so much, you know, and they only, you know, there's so few of bands that are of that quality. But then there's secular music, which, I'm going to be honest, 
I just can't get into. I really, really cannot get into to secular music at all. Like, I just can't. Like, like, my sisters love it. Like, that's all they listen to. They never listen to Christian music. Like, ever, really. Um, like, they threw away Christian music pretty much the moment when they were able to, you know, for like, this sucks, Who? why should I listen to this? And, like, they listen to everything that comes out, you know, that's secular. Like, they know everything, you know. I mean, here I am, you know, like, I remember we had a trivia, you know, like, last Christmas, you know, my sister's boyfriend came over, and we did a trivia game, like, a YouTube trivia thing, where they played, like, 15 seconds of a song, you know, like, some of the biggest hits of the 2010s, and, like, I knew none of them. Like, I, like I'm just being straight up, like, I knew, like, none of them. Uh, my performance was fucking abysmal. Uh, I mean, there were my sisters and, you know, her boyfriend, you know, just, like, knocking it out of the park. Like, they were getting, like, almost every single one of them, you know? Like, they, they knew them all, and I'm like, hey! Like, I, I think I knew, like, Uptown Funk. I mean, how could you not? I knew, uh... Um... Uh, I think I knew Roar by Katy Perry. And that one chain smoker song of Halsey, uh, Closer, I think it was called. You know, that was a horrible, horrible, like, I have no musical ability. You probably cannot figure out what the fuck that song was by me doing that. Like, I don't even know why I did that. That was abysmal. Um, I can't, because, believe me, I cannot sing. I cannot hum. I have no musical abilities at all. Uh, like, yeah. Fucking abysmal. I am a disgrace to, um, to I, 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 like, I am a disgrace to humanity's ears because of how bad I am at any sort of music, um, singing or humming or whatever. And I definitely cannot whistle. Okay, definitely cannot. Um, I mean, like, like, I was like 11 or 12 years old before I even figured out how to snap, okay? Like, okay, I'm a fucking idiot. Okay, so, anyway, um, I'm a talentless idiot. So, anyway. Um, but yeah, so, uh, you know, it's like, but like, I just can't get into it, like, it's like, it's just at a point where it's just like, like, music was very much kind of like my lifeblood, you know, when I was suicidal from dysphoria, you know, like, I was always listening to 21 Pilots, NF, who's always been my favorite artist, um, um, you know, uh, Eminem, uh, you know, classic crime, King's Kaleidoscope, but mostly like 21 Pilots and NF, you know, Machine Gun Kelly, listen to a lot of his stuff, um, you know, um, especially Hotel Diablo when that came out, um, but, like, just at a point where it's just like, NF is just becoming too one note for me, um, not really a huge fan of a lot of 21 Pilots musically as of late, you know. Really didn't enjoy Trench very much, and I scaled an icy. I honestly just, I listened to it once. Don't feel any need to ever listen to it again, just being honest. I did not enjoy Scaled and Icy. Outside of Saturday. That song was fucking awesome. But, um, you know, at least Trench has some good songs, you know. Neon Greystones, The Hype, Chlorine, um, Levitate. My Blood, you know, I, lo I like those songs. But, you know, for me, 21 Pilots, regional at best is for best. It, okay, it's not, not for best. 
it's my favorite because let's be honest the production on that album was fucking garbage but um i just love that album regional best is fucking awesome but, um but yeah um i would say her best is probably blurry face but my favorite is without a doubt regional best and I did not enjoy Vessel. I hate the sound they went with. Like, oh gosh. But it's like semi-automatic, that song. Just, oh, I hate that song so much. Um, that exemplifies everything that was wrong with Vessel. But, um, yeah. Anyway, but you know. So, like, you know, Eminem is fucking garbage these days. Like, oh my god. Music to be murdered by. What the fuck was that? Like, oh gosh. That, song, that album... If, like, I, like, I'm being honest, if you were to, you know, if you were trying to get me to squeal about something, if you were to play that album, I would squeal everything. I never want to hear music to be murdered by again. Kamikaze wasn't very good, but at least it was fine, I guess, you know. At least they can listen to it. I don't want to listen to it, but at least they can. Um, revi I think it was called Revival, wasn't it? Like, Oh, God, what a awful album. Oh, I still remember the first time I heard that album. And believe me, the reason I remember it was not for good reasons. Like, I just sat there the entire time like, Wow. This is dog shit. This is one of the worst albums I've ever heard in my life. There's no way Eminem can possibly get any worse than this album. When, of course, Music To Be Murdered By comes out... Where literally the one redeeming thing about that album was Anderson Pax verse in that one song, but that was it. Um, but yeah. Yeah. So, so it's like, I don't enjoy, you know, like, there's just, like, I can't get into music anymore. Like, don't enjoy silent music, like, no matter how much I try to listen to it. No matter how much I listen to whatever's on the radio. No matter how much I just look up whatever, you know, is being recommended. On, you know, Fantano or, you know, on the Needle Drop or uh, ARTV or, you know, um, my music-loving friends on Twitter, you know, recommend. Like, I just can't get into it. Like, I don't enjoy it at all. But it's like, there's like very big Christian man. So it's like, I guess I've just outgrown music, I guess, or something. Like, you know, like, like I love, you know, like, 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 I saw a Tumblr article or something like that or maybe, like, it was to me, like, I recommend, like, I don't know. Yeah, I think it was, like, you know, like, faint, like you know, what employers are looking like at resumes. They said, never put down music as your interest, because, like, everybody loves music. It's just, like, mm, I might be the one person who doesn't. Because I, I just can't listen to it anymore. Like, Christian music is fucking awful. I can't enjoy it. And I can't get into secular music. So, like, I might be the one person on earth who does not enjoy music anymore, like. Yay! I'm a fucking... Continue to be a fucking weirdo who can't relate to a single ever human being. Yay! First, I can't enjoy music. I mean, well, first, I couldn't enjoy Star Wars. Then I couldn't enjoy Marvel. Then I can't enjoy Disney. Can't enjoy anime. Can't enjoy Avatar Last Airbender. And I can't enjoy music. Ain't life great to be me? Can't relate to it. The rest of humanity... I wonder why I'm so fucking alone in this world. Hmm. Yeah, I hate my life. Anyway, enough bitching about that, I guess. I mean, what are you gonna do? 
Um, I really, another thing I've been really thinking a hell of a lot about lately is, uh, is, um, uh, you know, is, so right now, something that's been kind of, that's been a bit worrisome in a modern political discourse, at least here in America, um, is the childless left narrative. So right now, you know, the older big craze on the right is critical race theory, you know. Ooh, that evil, scary critical race theory, you know. Destroying the West, you know. It's it's what ma makes white people feel guilty to be white people, apparently, because, you know, they're still running with that fucking narrative. That, you know, they're trying to shame white people into, because they're white. Like, it's literally not happening at all, but... Whatever, you know, because unfortunately, you know, let's be honest, the average white person is so fucking fragile that you can't even bring up slavery if they get triggered by it. Like, no, no, don't bring up slavery. That was hundreds of years ago. No, don't bring it up. Don't bring it up, babe. Don't bring it up. You're trying to make me feel guilty for being white because you brought up a slavery happened. Why do you hate white people? You hate white people because you mentioned slavery. Racist. Racist! You know, it's just so fucking insane. Like, it's just mm, such a fucking dumb hysteria. But, like, the critical race theory thing, I'm not gonna be able to, like, um, uh, you know, fear monger over it forever. Like, eventually it's gonna go. And you're already kind of seeing them, like, throwing other shit out there, you know, to see what sticks, you know, what they can move on to after. Um, the critical race theory hysteria ends, you know. But, and one of the ones I've been seeing them really push hard on for, I mean, really push for, is the childless left. Like, they're straight up saying, like, politicians are literally even saying, yeah, yeah, you know, people who are childless shouldn't vote because they have no stake in our future. Because, you see, apparently, if you don't have children, then you don't care about the future of the, of the nation. Which is just obviously such self-projection. It's because, once again, understand, psychology has shown us conservatives don't give a shit about other human beings. They only care about themselves. And so, like, this is just self-projection by them. Because they wouldn't care about the future of the nation if they don't care, let's be honest. But they would give even less of a shit about the future of America. You know, if they didn't have kids. Like, the only reason they give a flying fucking shit about it whatsoever, even at all, is because they have kids. If they didn't, they wouldn't give a fine, fine fuck. Okay? Let's just be honest about that. So what they are doing is, once again, self-projecting. Because every fucking thing they do and say is self-projection. That's all conservatives have. Okay? You know, just like, you know, the thing about trans women, you know, like... But trans women are just, you know, men who are really fucking horny and just want to see naked women in locker rooms and bathrooms. Okay? It's like, no. That's what you would do. <laughs> that's what you would. Not me. I am a trans woman. It's never crossed my mind. But you would do that because you are a pervert. You know, just like, you know, all these men, you know, like, if I were a woman for a day, you know, all, you know, like, like, like you know, like, they, they, all they, like, they say like, about, like, how women just, like, touch her boobs all the time, you know, like, if I were a woman, that's what I, you know, like, like, that's what I do, because, like, that's all women do, you know? It's like, no, women don't. That's just what you would do. 
Like, I love that. Like, I just, honestly, I love it when men, like, when I, I want to ironically see men on, like, Twitter or whatever to say, women just, like, must play with her boobs all day. No, no. Like, I... No. <laughs> but you would. <laughs> like, do you think that we do just because you would? It's like, no, for me, it's just another part of the body, you know? But it's just, like... Just the self-protection is amazing. Um... But, you know, so anyway, the childless left thing, you know, for, for, for your mom green saying, see, this is why the left shouldn't get to vote, because they don't have children. The leftists don't have children because they hate America. Let's be honest, what they really mean is they hate the white race, because, you know, the real hysteria is that, you know, white people aren't reproducing, because, you know, because, <laughs> oh no, we can't. America is going to be all brown in like 30 years, you know, it's going to be overwhelming, it's going to be a majority uh, black nation, can't have that, you know, because um, white people need their own country, because, you know, apparently, you know, Europe isn't a white, you know, isn't pretty much completely white, you know, but no, 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 you see, obviously, um, no. America, the one white country in this world. Europe doesn't exist. Just America. America is the only majority white place in this world. So obviously, um, you know, all those, you know, like, you know, I mean, when I think of British people, I think of, of black people, obviously, you know. Um, such a black country they are. Yeah, totally. Um... <clears throat> <laughs> but no, like, it's like, like, we need, you know, we need a white country. Why can't whites have our own country? Blacks have the entire world. Why can't whites just have this one refuge? It's like, oh my fucking God. It's like, like, it just shows that according to them, the only Americans, that, you, that you're only an American if you're white. Because it's just like, whatever, whatever. It's so fucking dumb. It's so fucking dumb. But anyway, I am going way, way, way off topic. But anyway, you know, so like, for for freaking out about, I mean, they've been freaking out about demographics and birth rates for for a while. But now they're taking on the quote unquote childless left, and people, if this sticks, which it's going to, like, it may not stick at the moment, but it's going to in the future, especially as we get closer and closer to when you know black people come to majority. Um, this is something that's going to be the biggest, like, uh, just a major fear-mongering tactic on the right. Like, this is going to stick at some point. May not stick this year, but it's going to, at some point, it's going to start sticking. And this is something that's going to be a major rallying cry for conservatives. And, you know, let's be honest, libertarians. Uh, basically the entire right. Uh, they're going to start freaking out about, the, about, you know, how the left is, you know, reducing birth rates. Like, this is going to be for big thing. Um, and his thing, they also can't just keep fear-mongering about trans people for fucking ever, okay? Um, eventually, trans people are going to be accepted enough that, you know, like, they'll still do some fear-mongering. Like, they still do some fear-mongering about lesbians and gay people, but it's not... And they're close to as bad as they used to be. So it's going to happen with trans people eventually, most likely, hopefully. But, and we're going to need to, you know, start fear-mongering about others. So, 
What happens when you need a minority group to demonize a new one, but you're also fear-mongering about childlessness, you know, white birth rates? Hey, asexuality! Yeah, asexuality is going to be on the chopping block. Like, this is the next LGBT group that's going to be on the chopping block for the right. And just trust me on this. They are going to attack asexuals at some point. When, you know, especially once, you know, the trans panic isn't quite as bad as it once was. Um, and especially once the childlessness um, thing starts becoming viable enough for them to run off on, run on. They're going to start blaming asexuals for the birth rates. And I know what you're thinking, but, but Anna, asexuals are only like 1% of the population. Yeah, guess what? Trans people are like 1% in the fucking population. And look what we're doing right now. They're blaming us for the, for the destruction of masculinity and femininity. That we're, that we're, you know, destroying any semblance of femininity. We're like 1% of the fucking population. And look what we're doing. They're blaming us for the destruction of the West. They're blaming us for, you know, um... For destroying our children, you know, like for already destroying one percent of the population for all of the country's woes. Like, you know, they can do that with asexual people. Come on, like, get get it. Like, like it's for serious. It's not an argument. Like, the well, just one percent of the population, so they never get away. No, they, they will, because that's what that's what we're doing right now. Trans people are like one percent of the population. Okay, shut up. Um. You know, so it's like, we're going to do it. They are going to go after asexuals and blame asexuals for, for the declining birth rates. They're going to do it, people. This is going to be probably their big replacement for critical, for, you know, critical race theory. Once they can't do that anymore. It's completely wind, wind down that. And honestly, like, it could happen sooner. Like, I could even see, you know, them kind of putting aside the trans panic for a while for this. Because, let's be honest, if you always need somebody new to pick on, if the childless left thing really takes off. But believe me, once the childless left thing takes off, it's only a matter of time before they start attacking asexuals and blaming us for, um, you know, the destruction of the West. You know, only if those fucking asexuals would, you know, um, get over themselves and start having sex. Like, seriously, like, who doesn't like having sex? Like, oh my gosh, those fucking asexuals, like, so special and precious, you know. Or like, look at you looking for attention. Like, what do you think, you're better than us? Now get down and have sex and reproduce for the white race, bitches. Like, this is going to happen, people. Trust me on this. This is going to happen. There's just no fucking way it doesn't. I'm sorry. There's no fucking way it doesn't. <sighs> Anywho. So yeah, um, those are things I've been thinking a lot about lately. Um, but now we're gonna dive into some articles. This is a really cool thing that um, uh, Really cool story. Um, I, let me bring it up. Um, uh, 
All right, so this is from Pink News, and like usual, you know, you can find the link to the story and uh, uh, show notes um, or YouTube description, if depending on whoever you're watching or listening. Um, so here's the title: One thousand. So this is just. Like, I, I just had to read this article because it's so fucking cool. So, a thousand years old skeleton may have been a non-binary medieval warrior, say, archaeologist. So, um... In 1968, workers in Sontaka Vestatornimaki, Finland, found a grave that would touch off endless speculation among scientists. It contained a skeleton buried in a in typical feminine costume of the era, but scientists were confused by two swords present, including one laid at the skeleton's hip, which is usually associated with male Viking burials. Ever since, archaeologists have been stumped by the identity of the person, who is thought to have died around 1050 to 1300. It's been often assumed that the grave may have been a double burial of both a man and a woman, or that the remains were evidence of female warrior leaders. But modern analysis of the grave published in the European Journal of Archaeology has potentially cracked the puzzle, suggesting they may, may have been a well-heeled, non-binary warrior of the Iron Age. Um, let's see. Um, let me see. Debate. Uh, skeleton challenges ultra-masculine assumptions, say scientists. Um, the overall context of the grave indicates it may have been a respected person whose gender identity may have been well may have well been non-binary, said studies author Ula Molanen, an archaeologist from the University of Turkey. <coughs> <coughs> Sorry about that. Um, the University of Turkey wrote in the abstract. If you relate in the grave on a soft leather ban feather banquet with valuable furs and objects. Two more about this military... Oh my god, I can't read at all today. I am so sorry. Like, I legitimately cannot... I'm struggling to actually read. Like, that's how tired I am. So, I am sorry. Um, two more about the mystery skeleton. Researchers sampled the soil for tiny traces of remains in ancient DNA. They found the person was likely to have had Klinefelter <clears throat> syndrome, which is where people assign male at birth or born with XXY chromosomes. Both of the condition tend not to even realize they have it. Klein-Felter syndrome affects one in every 660 males, according to the new, uh, NHS. Researchers warned that the DNA results were based on a rather small sample, so the results were partly drawn from modeling. The warrior may not have even been a warrior, they mused, but a shaman. In the era, shamans were often men wearing typically women's clothing, the team said. Nevertheless, the results challenges and the long-standing notion that in the ultra-masculine environment of early medieval Scandinavia, men with feminine social roles and men dressed in feminine clothing, clothing and clothes are disrespected and considered shameful. Researchers explain how archaeologists tend to determine gender by looking at how people are buried, such as the artifacts that surround them. The binary division is, however, problematic, they stress. By adding, biology itself offers little in terms of a person's self-identification. <clears throat> Grace may not tell us about the gender systems of the past, per se. They continue, but rather about the assumptions that the modern people make in the interpretations. 
The warrior was surrounded by opulent jewelry and oval brooches, as well as woolen clothing. Such garbs and accessories were typically worn by moneyed women at the time, he said. Meanwhile, the hilsa sword buried with the warrior alongside his second weapon, buried among the, among the Song Taka grave, are considered more masculine. Experts told the life science that the conclusion drawn by the team is convincing, but urged by the scientific community to express caution over the rather limited DNA results. I think it is a well-researched study of an interesting burial, which demonstrates that early medieval societies had very nuanced approach, approaches to and understandings of gender identities. Lizek Gardella, a researcher at the National Museum of Denmark, said. Yeah, I mean, this shit is, like, so fucking fascinating, like, legitimately. Um, like, I was listening to recently to a podcast episode from History is Gay, because I've been start, just starting to kind of work my way through that. And they were talking about ancient Egypt and gender in there, and just, you know, like, how so many of, like, these burial places, like, it's like a mixture of the two, you know? It's like about, like, how they clearly were much more nuanced in gender views in ancient Egypt than they are than we are today, and how modern archaeologists try to erase that, you know, you know, because well, we pretty much don't acknowledge that there are more than two genders in modern day. So like, and it was just honestly just really kind of fucking fascinating. So, so it's just especially interesting after because like I literally just listened to that this past Sunday episode, and then this story comes out. So. Fucking awesome. Um, but yeah, I just had to share that article. Pretty fucking cool. Um, you know, it's a little bit of a gender history here for you. So, anyway, I ain't, I'm sorry, guys. Like, I know this is going to be a much a short, pretty short episode, but I am fucking tired. Like, I really am. Storms are going to be coming up pretty soon, so I need to get done. You know, so... Um, get done before the, I lose my lighting and before I get way too fucking tired to continue. <laughs> anyway, so let me bring up this last article. So we're going to end with a good news story as usual. So um, let me bring that up. <laughs> so like usual, your good news story comes from Good News Network. And of course you can find the story in the uh, description, in the show notes. So, um, the title is, 94-year-old grandma uh, wears dream wedding dress 70 years after being denied entry to bridal shop. A dream deferred doesn't necessarily mean a dream denied, even if it takes seven decades to come true. In 1952, Martha and Lehman Tucker became man and wife. Although the marriage was a true romance, the wedding was missing one element the bride would have loved to have a traditional white lace wedding gown. But in those days, Marfa was unable to make the purchase in the racially segregated bridal shops of Birmingham, Alabama. <laughs> For years, Martha kept those memories to herself, but recently, the 94-year-old revealed her long-held hopes to her granddaughter, Angela Streuser. Knowing the sacrifices the black women of Martha's generation face day to day, being denied many of the life's customs, courtesies, and basic rights that others simply took for granted, Strozer took decided it was time to make her grandmother's wedding dress wish come true. This past July, after fortifying brunch and after a fortifying brunch and preparatory makeup session, the bridal party made her way to David's Bridal in Hoover, Alabama, where the wedding gown Martha had always dreamed of complete with full lane 
lace sleeves, matching veil, and even a cheeky, charming, thigh-high lace garter awaited her. When I first put on that dress, I was so very excited, Marfa told CNN. It was like I was getting married all over again. When I saw myself in the mirror, I was shocked. I said to myself, who is that? I can't even explain the feeling I got seeing myself in a wedding dress. Happy doesn't even doesn't really paint a picture of how this made me feel, Schreiser added. My grandma has been always been a giver, so to finally be able to give her an experience so dear to her was priceless. Happy is an understatement. Sadly, Lehman Tucker passed away in 1975. On the day she married him, Martha promised herself that one day she'd wear the dress worthy of those vows. Although it took her 70 years, it's a promise she kept, and if there is an afterlife, We'd be, we're sure her beloved gown was smiling down on her. Oh my God, I can't read. I butchered that badly. And if there is an afterlife, we're sure her beloved groom, not gown. Why the fuck did I say gown? Groom was smiling down on his beautiful bride when she finally did. Hell yeah. Like, that's just so fucking beautiful, man. Like. It's not beautiful in the fact that she had to wait 70 fucking years for that. That's a, that's a fucking travesty to humanity. Um, just fucking evil and despicable in every way. But, um, the fact that she got to do this, you know, it, she finally got to wear this wedding dress, you know, something that she was unjustly denied to her just because of who she was. Like, I can't even imagine, like, you know, it's just, just fucking awful, eh? But, you know, that she was denied that for so long. But, you know what? Congrats that you finally got to have it happen. Like, that. that's this is genuinely beautiful and amazing and awesome. So, congratulations to her. That's, that's pretty fucking sweet. So, anyway, once again, so sorry for the shortened episode. But, I'm tired. Storms are going to be starting up again soon, so... Gotta be done, so. Anyway, thanks for listening, everybody. Hope that you have a wonderful day. Peace.